making LinkedIn a useful part of your marketing efforts. Written and read by me, Chris Williams. So this article is for the following people. Business owners, CMOs, directors and marketing folk with company headcounts from between two and above 100. One person bans, lone rangers, self-employed. You might get something from this, but ultimately you guys are not in my mind as I've written this. I am sorry about that. This article is designed to point you in the direction of how you can, using your employees, make the most of your marketing efforts on LinkedIn. And it will also give you a basic idea strategy to implement in your business. How do you get your staff to share the company brand image and message? An approach and something I see every single day on LinkedIn is the strategy whereby a company page is updated and then staff seemingly have to share and like it. Forced engagement leads to crappy, useless contributions that are, quite frankly, pointless. It's also easy to spot. Check out any company page update and see who's liked it. Do they all work there? It might not sound a bad thing. Ten likes is better than one, right? Well, yeah. However, the reason bosses insist that you share the company message is that they want you to spread the reach of the company update. Believing that the more staff sharing it and liking it, the more potential clients will see it. If I like your company page post, all of my connections will see it, right? Wrong. I know it kind of makes logical sense that when someone likes your stuff, it then means that all of their audience will see it. Now, if only the algorithm actually did work like that, it would be actually quite easy to go viral and reach millions with a relatively small network. The truth is, a like is rarely seen. It might pop up on your timeline that John Smith has liked the Epic Company's post, but it's nestled in with all the other notification LinkedIn tries to prompt you with within the feed. You might get 10 likes from your staff, but the visibility of those likes to their audience is minimal. So liking a company update on a company page is pointless? Well, not quite, and I'll go into exactly why later. What about shares and comments? It's pretty much the same thing. A share, although sounds like the right thing to do, and LinkedIn themselves suggests that sharing content is an excellent way of getting your company message out there. They tell you that, but don't treat a share within the algorithm fairly. Without going into too much detail, a share is not seen by all of your personal network. None of your posts are. They're put in front of a small select few of your first degree network and then LinkedIn assesses if that content is any good. And that's judged by the level or number of engagements. You will know yourself that a company update tends not to be the most enthralling read, so many people ignore them. No engagement and LinkedIn takes that as pointless to keep showing it to people and the post kind of dies. Comments are a little different, but ultimately don't really increase reach on their own. Getting your staff to comment on your company updates will go the algorithm to a degree and it might get a few more eyeballs on it. However, again, it's very easy to recognise and most forced staff engagement involves such fascinating and insightful comments such as agree and I like this and possibly even an emoji. The comments don't offer any value to the post. So what can you do? 
You want to tell the world about how good you guys are at Epic Company, but you've just found out that getting staff to share and like and comment on the company page update is about as much use as a concrete parachute. Well, we can play to the strengths of the algorithm, use it as LinkedIn suggests, and at the same time, build a positive environment for your staff to be involved in the marketing of your company and brand. The most effective way of obtaining reach on LinkedIn is via personal accounts. That's why you will have seen a few profiles disguised as companies. A company logo in the place of a headshot and details about the company in the, in the summary section. That is indeed one way you can and use a personal account in a consistent and valued way. It will eventually gain real traction. The problem there though is that unless your brand has personality, no one's really going to take a blind bit of notice and questions may be raised as to why the author is hiding behind a brand image. The other way, a far more sustainable and collaborative approach, is to have your staff and their accounts become ambassadors to the company. Rather than me going into detail of how that all works, let me take you through an example of how this would look and function. The Epic Company is a 10-strong firm that sells concrete parachutes. Great example, eh? They have multiple job titles from CEO right down to the guy that pours the concrete. They have a LinkedIn company page and five of the staff all have a personal LinkedIn account each. Colin, the CEO, has read a self-help book on marketing, sat several webinars and joined 23 pods in an attempt to find customers via LinkedIn. He has a social media bod who posts relevant industry news and company updates twice a week on the company social media pages. The company page now has a whopping 321 followers on LinkedIn. Colin has made a blanket rule that every time the company page is updated, all staff must share that update with their networks. Last week was a killer week with over 100 views of an update. Colin is not winning. Colin finally admitted defeat and got help. The company, the Epic Company, now has a full LinkedIn strategy fit for the company's goals. You see, Colin wanted to find people to sell to on LinkedIn. It's why the vast majority of people are on there, looking to gain rather than looking to give. And there's nothing wrong with that. And the more people that actually admit that, the better. So Colin had a goal. Sell more concrete parachutes. Knowing how the algorithm treats content, knowing that direct selling via LinkedIn doesn't work as well as everyone hopes, and also understanding that the best way to get people talking about your brand is to get people to like it, we can start to dissect that goal and how it's going to be achievable. Colin's goal is to sell more products. Ignoring any other form of marketing, his LinkedIn strategy should now be created for that specific goal. At this point though, that's like saying uh, to win a World Cup, you've got to beat the team in the final. While that is true, there's a whole heap of smaller goals that need to be achieved before we can even think about beating that last team in that last game. So breaking up that goal is vital. To sell more products, Colin knows that he needs to be able to show his products to more people. The more people that see it, the higher the chance that someone will buy it. Taking that principle for LinkedIn marketing, we can afford to go a step further. LinkedIn is famed for being the business network. Network, the word that so many seem to forget. There's much talk about the quality versus quantity argument. 
Personally, I think it's a pointless discussion and one that's only ever discussed when either side doesn't want to admit that the other approach exists and can work. Quality will bring in leads, so will quantity. Why argue? Isn't it better to have both quantity and quality? Seems a no-brainer. Now, I know some of you with very small networks will now be itching to say it's not about the size, blah, blah, blah. And quite honestly, you sound like a man trying to defend his micro... Um, you know what I mean. We need to admit, first and foremost, that selling anything via LinkedIn, more specifically from a cold pitch or a direct buy-my-shit-now plea, all the stars have to align. Your buyer needs to be in the exact point in their buyer journey to want to make the purchase when your P or plitch lands in front of them. And if you know anything about marketing, you'll know that this happens seldom and to put an effort into a marketing strategy that only does this is about as daft as asking a politician to tell you the truth. Treat LinkedIn as, as a big customer relationship tool, but the customer is right at the beginning of the funnel. They're not halfway down. Let's go back to Colin. So Colin needs to get more people to see his messaging. Having the numbers in his network is going to play a part. Now note, I only said a part. I would strongly recommend that time and effort be put towards building an active and engaged network. Now this does not mean just connecting with people who would buy from you. If you have a more extensive network of people that would, at the drop of a hat, recommend you and your product and your services to their networks, your connection numbers don't have to be so high as the ones you are connected to will be helping you spread the word anyway. Remember that quality and quantity discussion? So connection requests are being sent out and the acceptance rate is typically 20-30%. There are things which you can do to increase acceptance rates such as personalised messages etc. But ultimately the main reason people connect with you, i.e. accepting your request, is that they want you in their network. Do not confuse this with them wanting to buy from you. All it usually means is that they see a benefit of being connected with you, either as a future customer or someone that they can get value from. Think about it. Rarely do we accept a connection request from people because we think, oh gee, this guy is going to be able to sell me something. With this in mind, arguably having a profile that screams what you do and how you can help them is going to be an advantage. So many people hide behind the truth on this platform. We're on it to find opportunities, sell shit and make money. I have never met anyone on here that is only on here for the greater good. I've had a few try to tell me that and quite frankly it's bullshit. Having a profile that tells a visitor exactly what you do, how what you do can help them and also how they can contact you is pretty much all you need. So we've covered building a network and your profile, albeit exceptionally briefly. What about commenting and engaging? Colin used to share his company page updates and rarely got any engagement from it. Now this might come as a bit of a shock from you, so hold on to your socks, but you can also write your own posts. You can comment on other people's posts. And a massive hint here, comment on your potential customers' posts. Get your mugshot appearing in their notifications. Being a service provider or a product seller is what you are. 
but that shouldn't define how you talk and act on LinkedIn. Encourage discussion, debate, talk about industry trends, ask questions, showcase your knowledge by providing help guides, talk to people. Now this is all very well and good for Colin, but how do we get the company involved? Well, if each member of staff did what Colin did, that's a big start. You could, and I have been involved with a company that attempted to do this, enforce a social media policy, write guidelines and insist the staff take part. But as I've said before, forced equals crappy results. Let's have a look what Colin did. So we know five of Colin's staff already have a LinkedIn account. As a CEO, Colin could be an ass about it and demand that all of his team have an account. Again, forced equals wanky efforts. Instead, and because Colin is no longer an ass, he sat the staff down and discussed a new approach to social media marketing. He's explained that they will be focusing on LinkedIn and he would like all of the staff to take part if they feel comfortable in doing so. He explains that to all the staff are to have the same company LinkedIn banners and update their accounts as to their positions within the company. He's also agreed that any staff that decide to help the company by following the company page, sharing when relevant and also spending time writing on their own posts and spending time on their own accounts, he will compensate them with allowing them time to do so, as well as introduce an incentive scheme for participants. Colin and the social media board then got to work and created some content strategies for the staff to play with giving them subject matters, stories, images, and the time for the team to be creative, again, if they so wish to. Colin also introduces gamification into the mix. For all those that take part, a friendly office competition takes place. Most follower increase, highest views on a post, most shares, etc. Colin also encourages staff to write company blogs and articles, which will, be going, which will go on the company website and LinkedIn pages. He also makes sure that any efforts made by the team are rewarded regularly and publicly. Colin has created not only a team of staff that are now active in the promotion of the company page, but also the brand. He's also created an environment that staff enjoy working in as they are now part of a much bigger picture. In a larger picture, the goal of gaining more customers is now made even more achievable. You're through the group stages of the World Cup and now it's the knockout stages. Now this is where the strategy needs to change up somewhat to include, not replace, dedicated outreach of your proposition. This can be in different formats and it may well be that the sales focus doesn't happen on LinkedIn from here on in, think sales funnels and so on. Whatever the strategy is to get people you are connected with to becoming part of your pipeline, you must remember that how you treat someone that you are connected to must be different to that of a cold prospect. Don't fall into the trap of thinking getting one to buy out of 100 is a high return if 99 are pissed off at you for the approach. That's old school marketing, the type that got growth hackers wet. And what the fuck is a growth hacker? Bloody millennial terms. Now, remember how I said right at the beginning that simply sharing your company page update was about as much use as a concrete parachute? Well, I kind of lied a little. When the person doing the sharing has a very engaged and active network, obviously there is a degree of reach attained. Now Colin now has, a multi has multiple staff that have all got engaged personal networks. His company page shares are now getting a whole heap more engagement 
than it was when it was forced engagement or indeed just him. And besides, not all updates and all info needs to come from the company page when you have multiple brand ambassadors in the form of staff. So let's just quickly go back over what I've waffled on about. If you want to get the most from LinkedIn, the best people to help you are your staff. Having a consistent brand message across each staff member's personal account is a huge benefit. Empowering, sorry, another wanky word, your staff to get involved Allowing them time and rewarding their effort is vital and ensuring that the overall goal is always in mind and that each step towards that goal is manageable and achievable. Ultimately, if you really want to embrace LinkedIn within your company to share your message, to get more sales, opportunities and cash, then you need to have a goal, a strategy to achieve that goal and a team to work on that strategy.